0: Well, everyone's had their nap, so I guess you're just mad and grumpy. After the Sunday service one night, the pastor ran to his office and called 911 and said, I need you to come and check this man in the back of the church. He said, uh, I'm pretty sure he's something wrong. He said, well, uh, what do you think's wrong? He said, well, I believe he's dead. He said, well, sir, what in the world makes you think he's dead? He said, well, he's been sitting there about a month. (laughs) So. I want to appreciate all your brethren who helped me on my message today. Especially Brother Lybrook. Um, Saved me a lot of work. I'd like you to turn to Psalms 119, and I want to thank the church for your inviting me here. I count it a privilege, I always do, and uh, it's always a highlight of my year to get to come and fellowship with you lovely folks here at the King's Edition, and Brother Hobbs and <clears throat> Sister Hobbs, who's been such a dear, sweet uh, friend to me and my wife. We really do appreciate it, and I appreciate all the hospitality. Psalms 119 Beginning in verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed. To keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes, O forsake me not utterly. The world cares nothing about God or His Word. Uh, it is it's held in contempt. It's held in contempt by the government, the federal government, local, state governments. Amen. It's held in contempt many by now because of the uh, um, the wave of, of uh, atheism that has overflowed our public school system. It is held in contempt... By the schools, by many pa- uh, uh, principals and teachers, but what about the average person? Majority of American people say they're Christian, but very few, in comparison, are faithful, faithful church members, and uh, who seek God and seek God's will. If what I'm not saying is not true then there wouldn't be any room in this house for everyone on Wednesday night. There would be people coming to hear God's Word if people really and truly loved it. People don't love it. What is the root cause? What is the root cause? When folks will let anything and everything prevent them from the house of God and let almost nothing prevent them from recreation or activities or other things such as this. What does it have what does it have to do with God's people when they have no care for God's Word. Is it not because of the attitude that they have? You know, there are some things that I think are important, things that are true, things that are facts. It is a fact that God's Word is pure. It is pure. Not everyone holds it that way. It is precious. It's purifying. It is permanent. The Word of God is perfect. The Word of God is powerful, and it's powerful to save. As I said, the world holds the Word of God in contempt. To the world, to most... The, the Word of God means absolutely nothing. To some people it means a little, but not much. That's I believe I would put myself in that category because I was raised in church and I was raised to respect the Bible, so I had a certain respect for the Bible. And being exposed to the Bible in my childhood, it, I, was, I had a conscience of right and wrong, but that's about it. And to a few, it means a great deal, but not everything. And I believe that many of God's people, many church members fall into that category. It means a lot to you, but it doesn't mean everything. But listen, folks, to those who know its value and depend on it and live by it and Trust in it. It is everything. So, the Word of God is pure. You know, there are many people who have killed to stop this book. And there are some who would do that today if they could get away with it. And we haven't seen anything that the Lord sees fit to... Uh, not come sooner than we hope. I believe that we very well could, if the Lord does not return, see the day when people like us will, as it was in years past, be uh, having the Word of God in secret for fear of our lives. I believe that to be true. But David said, and by the way, there are, even though there have been many who have killed to stop the word, there have been many who have died to protect it. Amen. And may God help me, may God give me the courage, if need be, that I would die to preserve this book, Amen. that I would not fail in what Brother James said to us that we should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And because of those faithful saints, we have this book here today. We have it in abundance. We can preach it in freedom and in safety, but don't take it for granted. But beloved, the Word of God is precious. It's precious to me. And it ought to be precious to all of God's people. Now, the world I can understand, but it should be precious to us. David said in verse 72 of this chapter, and we'll probably use most of our Bible reading from this chapter the law of my mouth is better than better unto me, or the law of thy mouth is better unto me than than thousands of gold and silver. You know, gold and silver are precious things, precious metals. But the Word of God, it, it does not exceed. The Word of God far exceeds all of that. Amen. And then the Word of God is certainly pure. Yes, It's holy. Amen. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments, he said in verse 137. And you know, anything added to or taken away from this book will cause it to be impure, will cause it to be contaminated. It will destroy the purity of it. You simply cannot improve on perfection. That's right. And as some of the other brethren have already made mention, That there are those who question the validity of this, the veracity of it. There are some people who question whether or not there's some of it that you can accept and some you can't accept. But if you can't accept one verse in the Bible, you can't trust any of it. And so who decides which is good and which is bad? And so um, <clears throat> you simply cannot improve on that, but the religious world would, as the secular world would, as Hollywood has attempted, and the science world and the uh, uh, even not only astrology but astronomy have tried to corrupt or to, to uh, make it appear to be impure. You see, they're never satisfied. The world is never satisfied with anything. Man's soul can never be satisfied and he's never satisfied with uh, that which is God's pure Word. Man wants to poison, he wants to contaminate the pure of God's Word. You know, the uh, un- spiritual minds they want to humanize the divine and they want to bring God down to man's level and they want to make the Bible and they say the ex- the excuse is for for contaminating the book uh, for perverting the book with paraphrases and with uh, taking certain verses out and adding ad libbing th- certain things into the Bible with the new versions, and they're trying to make God bring God down to man that's right. and make the Bible easy to understand. But uh, you know, that's Brother uh, Justin. That's the whole concept of idolatry. The whole concept of idolatry, worship, is that man wants to make a god that he can hold, that he can handle, that he can control. And so they pervert the pure word of God and try to make it something that can, that is palatable to the conscience of man, make man feel good. But the pure word of God was never even designed for that. Amen. Psalms one nineteen one thirty eight. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Very faithful. And then the Bible, the Word of God is purifying. Not only is it pure, and if it wasn't pure, it couldn't purify. That's for certain. Psalms 119, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a man, young man cleanse his way? That which is corrupt uh, is made pure by the Word. Man is corrupt to the core. It's already been expounded upon. Man is uh, wicked, sinful, depraved, helpless, and hopeless. And without God, he will... Uh, He will uh, suffer damnation in hell and without the power of the Holy Spirit drawing him, never in a thousand years would he ever come to Christ. Certainly, man cannot cleanse his ways by following after the world's blueprint. Uh, Name one thing of the world that will aid in the cleansing of our way. What is it the world has that would cleanse our way? There is nothing that will cleanse our way. Man has nothing to offer. The wisdom of man is uh, is such that that it cannot, certainly cannot, guide man into holiness. Only the Word of God can do that. But David says, by taking heed thereto, according to thy Word. If you're looking to Get yourself, your heart right with God today. You better look in this book and find out who you are first. People are searching and trying to find out who they are. This book tells you who you are. And it tells you what you are. And it tells you where you're going. And it shows the way of eternal life. By taking heed... There too, to the Word of God. So, in verse 11, he says, Thy Word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And I'm afraid, folks, that we are so busy today, we have so preoccupied our minds. With the world today, we have so preoccupied our minds with the things that the world has to offer that we have left off hiding the Word in our heart. And without the Word, sin is the only thing that will follow. And then the word is permanent. Children playing will invite, uh, they'll invite games, or they'll invent games. They'll invent games, and then they'll invent rules for the games. Parents sometimes make their rules as they go for parenting. Uh, And uh, sometimes that uh, that can lead to disaster. But we have a guideline for that, too. Word of God, the pure Word of God is permanent. It's never changed. And Psalms one nineteen eighty nine, forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. And uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Mark chapter thirteen verse thirty one. Heaven and earth, Jesus said, shall pass away. But my word shall never pass away. Shall not pass away. And this word, this was God's word before He ever created anything. It is His word and it will always be His word. It is the eternal word of God. And it doesn't matter how many times you look in this book. And this is why I love the word of God. You know, if you try to keep up with the legislation... Of, of the federal government and of, of local governments. You'll, run, you'll be nuts trying to figure out and trying to keep up with different laws. Hundreds of thousands of laws have been legislated and put into our system and there's no earthly way that any human can ever know all of that stuff. But you know what? You can go to this book and it'll say the same thing that it said to the Apostle Paul. Amen. It'll say the same thing that it said to David. Yes. 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 And it'll say the same thing it said to Moses and Abraham and even Adam. Amen. It never changes. It is a permanent word. Amen. And that's why we can trust it. Amen. We have a, a, a God who is, uh, who is um, an all-knowing and never-changing God. And so, he says in 152, Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. And it's perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And you know, this book has brought great men to their knees. It has brought philosophers. It has brought... Scholars and doctors and highly educated people of the world, and it has also brought imbeciles to their knees. The same word, the same word, making wise the simple. It's not just good, the Bible is just not a good book. People call it the good book. It is the good book, but it is more than a good book. Amen. And it's not just the best. Uh, that is, it's not the best out of, you know, many. It's not, uh, it's not the best book because it is uh, on the, uh, what do you call the list? Uh, best seller's list. It's the best because it's Perfect. It's holy. It's righteous. It's pure. It's perfect in every way. And it's powerful. Man in his quest to disprove God in his word has gone to every length that his imagination can find. We have gone all the way to Mars! Mars! To try to disprove the existence of God. And the farther they look, the more they see. Isn't that something? You know, it may dawn on them sometime or later we better quit looking. We're liable to find something we don't want to see. In his quest to disprove God, he searches and will continue to search. But Hebrews four twelve says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the even to the dividing center of soul and spirit, and of the bone and marrow, and is a discerner. Of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There's not another book on earth or off this earth that has that capability. But you know, that's why, that is why, that the Bible infuriates people, is because they know that the book looks into their heart. Isaiah said, "For the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, uh, to water the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater. So shall my word go forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in that in the thing whereto I send it. It's powerful." There's not another writing of any man on earth. And I don't know, maybe some of the apostles even wrote uh, books and things that were not canonized. But if it was inspired by God, it is powerful. And if it was not inspired by God, then it has no intrinsic value. And then finally, right quickly, if I have time to, s- for about two more minutes <clears> here. <throat> How about three? <laughs> <laughs> it's power to s- powerful to save. Now I, I by evidence, most of you folks in here that I've met, I feel that you're saved. By evidence, just being around you, fellowshipping with you. But folks, I know for sure I'm saved. Amen. I know that for sure. And I know that because I, the, the, the Holy Spirit revealed to me my need through His Word. And I believe that what the Apostle Paul said is absolutely true. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. It has power to save. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And David said in one thirty of our text, The entrance of thy words giveth light. What did John say about Jesus in John chapter 1? In Him was light. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding even to me, even to the simple. You know why that is? You know why that highly intelligent scholars can hear the gospel and be saved, and even the most ignorant can also be saved through the same gospel? It's because it's the power of the Holy Spirit, and not the power of persuasion, and not the power of the will. It's the power of God. James said, Of his own will begat he us by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Being born again, 1 Peter one twenty three, Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. You ever think about what he's saying there, incorruptible? He's saying that the word of God is, It has incorruptibility. That's right. right. It cannot it is not corrupt, neither can it ever be corrupt. Amen. Ever. It's incorruptible. By the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. First John five eleven. And this is the record that God hath given unto us eternal life. This life is in his Son. And that's what the gospel reveals is the precious blood of the Son who went to the cross and shed His blood, died, was buried, rose again the third day, and now sits on the right hand of the throne. Finally, First John chapter 5, verse 20, we know that the Son of God has come and hath given unto us understanding that we may know Him that is true and we are in Him that is true even in His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God, eternal life. Don't try to find God in the trees and in the wind and in the stars. He's there. God is there. He has manifested Himself. But you need to look for God in the gospel. It is the word of God, the gospel, which reveals to you your true self. May God bless you.